mentality rise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Welcome once again to the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny for Come On Kind and it's hard to believe we are on episode 19. We were just commenting on that a few moments ago. 19 weeks already into the season and what a weekend it was. We have a review of all of the games from last weekend. We have the previews of the upcoming fixtures for this weekend coming and we also have a preview of the or maybe announcing and we might wait for Paula Dowling to arrive for the school's competitions to, for the finals on that one but I am joined as always beside me by Anya Fahi. Anya, very welcome again. As we were saying, hard to believe 19 weeks already into the season. Yeah, 19 weeks of listening to us harp on about Kogi. <laughs> you know, Lillian just put it nicely there. How are people still listening to us? But they, they seem to be anyway, so that's the main thing and well, it's getting good coverage. Anyway. Hopefully they are. There was uh, very few senior games on at the weekend. It was only the Group 1 uh, games. Group 2 had a week off and next weekend and it's the um, it's the group ones are still there although I think that's wrong that should be uh, group two in it I think yeah it should be group two was in that one but anyway the first game that we are going to review it was on live it was dreamed was Tipperary and Waterford you went for Tipperary in this one yeah. Paula went for Waterford mm-hmm. and Waterford came away with a victory and deserved victors I have to say after watching it yeah I suppose I didn't get a chance to watch it myself now but I would have I would have definitely been going for Tipperary in that game um, I feel like Tipperary and serious bother now they were poor yeah I have to say like war, now the elements didn't help matters either mm-hmm. and maybe the lack of the crowd um, there didn't seem to be many people from Waterford or from Tipperary there as well but I mean Waterford was three points to no score up I think after ten minutes maybe three points to one Um as you said earlier, maybe Tipperary were too dependent on Cote Van. It yeah. was certainly the case at the weekend because Waterford had their homework done. They got their matchups done right and Derek Lyons was certainly the happier manager coming away out of it. And to be fair, it could have been an awful lot worse because Waterford had guilt-edged chances mm-hmm. of getting goals. One in particular that you would have put your house and your mortgage on Beck Carton to go and bury a ball in the back of the net at the Canline and end um, and she didn't and it probably let Tipperary off the hook a little bit. Yeah, like it certainly looks that way and I suppose for Waterford probably the first outing of, you know, the first round of the championship um, that lost to Dublin probably gave him a bit of a, a kick that they needed yep. to, to progress further um, you know I would have considered Tipperary definitely in the top four teams in the country and I just feel like their performance this year they just don't seem to have bounced back from you know what I what I would imagine they would consider a poor Munster championship for them um, and they just they cannot seem to get to grips with anything Washford like I to be honest with you after the first round defeat that, that they had I was kind of writing them off but they're sitting pretty in second place there and you know they, they they do look like they're going to certainly qualify out of the group and it'd be an amazing achievement for them but Tipperary have really really disappointed me so far in the championship this year Well let's be fair we wouldn't have given Waterford a chance against Wexford um, yeah. especially going on the league form and Waterford came away with an easy enough victory in that one and again you know, a 116 to 13 points over mm-hmm. Tipperary. It's the first time they've actually beat Tipperary in yep. the championship as well. In Tipperary's home backyard, basically, albeit that they do play most of their matches in the rag. But that's a big scalp for Waterford, to be fair. And as you say, Tipperary not going well. And has the form in 
the Munster Championship mm-hmm. actually now followed them into the All-Ireland series. Yeah, I think so. Like, I, It feels like to me that the girls probably just weren't able to recover after that. Um, you know, as I keep on mentioning, like, I would have really considered Tipperary to be dark horses for an All-Ireland this year. I found the last two, three years that they've really, they're really after doing so much for Camogie up there and they've mm-hmm. developed a really good, solid panel of players up there and there's new guards coming in and you know Tipperary Camogie has really reached good heights as well but this year they just whatever it is they just don't seem to be clicking together you know the motor isn't running well at all and they're, they're really after finding themselves in a very very difficult position you know they have watched two more games left in the two, two games, two games yeah. left and, you know realistically even if they get two wins out of those two games they are going to be depending an awful lot on score differences if there's to be any hopes at all of them even qualifying and you don't want to be leaving you know the chances of qualifying for an uh, for an All Ireland quarter final in the hands of another team like you know Dublin and Washford you know they've had really tough games already and you know they've got results out of them okay you know what if they didn't win it, win a game it's they weren't getting trashings in them either so like they're keeping their score difference down as well so I think Tipperary are going to be in serious serious battle I can't see them coming out the coming out the group stages at this no they stage. are I was disappointed with them now to be fair I mean I was impressed with Waterford their work rate was unbelievable especially by Roisin Kerwin for such a young girl that I think she was actually still minor mm. um, this year as well she had a pair of hands and she was in on top of Mary Ryan and she gave Mary Ryan a torrid time now early in the second half Mary Ryan got sent off for two yellow cards almost in quick succession mm-hmm. um, it was really ridiculous uh, the tackles that she put in but Roisin Kerwin played very very well they also had Marie Power and Rachel Welsh on from the start as well and Lorraine Bray, I mean, herself and Clara Griffin out around the middle of the field completely dominated mm-hmm. Tipperary, you know, which is strange because normally you'd associate with Tipperary um, being very, very good. Now, albeit they were missing the girl of the Kennedys from uh, centre-back um, and the whole lot, but I mean, Caught Devan was just marked out of it. She didn't yeah. get a sniff. I think it was 11, 12 minutes nearly before, you know, Tipperary got on the score sheet. Um, which is unheard of for them yeah. you know and I mean they didn't really threaten the the Waterford goal as well so overall it was a good performance that I uh, saw from Waterford and for someone who probably hadn't him in the top four yep. um, at the start of the season uh, and we would have had Tipperary there like it's probably after reversing the table a bit and you know if things go Waterford's way they could Potentially get to an all-round semi-final this year. They certainly, they certainly could, and I suppose when you kind of look at the look at the way the table is going there now, I think off the top of my head, I had Cork, Tipperary, and Clare to to go come out of that group stage there, and you've got Tipperary and Clare literally sitting at the bottom of the, the bottom of the table. You know, Clare haven't had any victories. Okay, yes, they've had a draw. Tipperary, those two draws, I think, are really, really going to go against them, and that loss to Washford. I suppose Tipperary would have been would have been eyeing that game against Washford to potentially come out and get. get a result out of but it does it leaves you know it leaves a very interesting you know kind of last two games in that group stages to really see who's going to come out and forward there but you know Cork looks like look like they're well and truly qualified um, Washford and Dublin unless there's going to be a massive massive uh, you know upset there I, you you would be looking at two of them coming out of that group but really disappointed for, for a Tipperary point of view you would be from a Tipperary yeah. if, uh, I mean especially for Bill and the girls themselves like they would have had aspirations of going that bit further and pushing on a small little bit but now it's not over No, let's say I mean they still have two points um, after the matches they have the two draws but 
it doesn't look good from a point of view from Tipperary. Um, if you're a Cork fan, I suppose Dublin pushed them really mm-hmm. to the pin of their collar maybe for 40-45 minutes in that game. They were leading them for a while as well in it, but Cork really showed their dominance at the end of the day as well. You did pick that one. Uh, right, you know, to be fair... Um, Two ten to nine points victory over Dublin. It still leaves Dublin sitting in third place in the table with four points at the minute. Um, but when you look at the scoreline, you probably think it was an easy enough victory. The game itself, it didn't seem that way. Yeah, you would. I suppose. Listen, it's probably a result. To be fair, that everyone everyone would have expected Cork to come out on top of that. Um, to be fair, though, I'm actually a little bit surprised by the scoreline. I thought that Cork would actually beat Dublin by more and that's no disrespect to Dublin. I feel like Dublin have, and we mentioned this last week as well, Dublin have learned an awful lot from the Leinster final and I think Sully will be extremely happy coming out of that match knowing that they kept it they kept it into Cork and their score difference as well which I think is going to be massively important. The fact that we've had so many draws this year in the championship so far that I think score difference is probably going to come down and play in it. And the fact that the fact that you know Dublin have kind of held them to two ten, they've only got a score difference of minus five. Dublin are going to come. Dublin are going to be very happy with that result. I would imagine their performance was very good. Like if you're keeping into the likes of the Corks, the Kilkennys, and these teams for 45, 50 minutes, you are putting in a solid performance. It's just probably experience at the end of the day. Probably shown for probably shown for um from for Cork, Cork yeah. and you have Hanny, Hannah Looney who's actually back on the Cork team now as well. You know she had her stint over in America. She's back. So that's a massive, massive boost for any team to be able to bring in like you know all like all-star camogie player all-star footballer coming back into the Cork scene you know so Cork will definitely you know they'll definitely be delighted with that and you know they have they're comfortably cruising through that group there and you know I suppose that was something that we were very much aware that they were going to do Yeah well you did have them to come out top of the group they are sitting pretty at the minute with three victories from three games nine points on the top of the table they have two tough enough games left I mean from what they probably would have expected um, I mean anything can happen in the Waterford game Waterford run a high mm-hmm. when they go into it but I suppose for Tipperary they're going to be looking at that last game and if you're Tipperary going in to play Cork at home for Cork is at home in the last game yeah. expecting to get a result out of that to potentially qualify I don't like my chances. No, I certainly don't and I suppose the next game up for Tipperary is going to be extremely important against Wexford that's a vitally important game if they don't get a victory there they might as well just forget about him going down to Cork more so after yeah. last weekend's yeah. result because in fairness um, you had a player down to beat Wexford yeah. both of you in that game now it was close there was only a point mm-hmm. in it it was in Clare's backyard in Six Mile Bridge mm-hmm. but Wexford did come away with the victory 1-9 to 11 points so that's after propelling them up the table a little bit and it leaves Clare surprisingly enough now sitting at the bottom of the table Yeah I think that's an excellent result there for Wexford and I think that's going to be a result that could actually see them push on um, push on in, to actually get into the quarterfinal stages the game against Tipperary that's where they're going to be looking to try and you know get another result out of them that should push them further up the table again and then the last day against Dublin that's going to be the big one I think for for Wexford in particular I would imagine well it's going to be massive for both Dublin and Wexford but like I think Wexford more so than anything I feel like Dublin are are doing just enough I know listen they've three games they've won a win a draw and a loss but I think Dublin are going well Wexford they really needed that result against Clare if they didn't get that result against Clare, I feel like their season could be over. Yeah. 
No, it certainly was vital in that regard. Um, and as we said, they are Group 1 games and uh, it sits pretty at the table um, for the teams there. You have Cork on top with nine points, Waterford in second place with six points, Dublin in third place with four, Wexford then come in fourth with three points, Tipperary with two and clear at the bottom of the table with one all with three games played. They have five games to play in total before we know who comes out of that group. So two important games will be coming away after it. Uh, which brings us, I suppose, to this week's games because it is the Group 2 uh, games that's going to be in action. We have an away trip to Antrim um, on Saturday. Uh, we don't know the exact time of it yet. We think the game is going to be in Dunloy. I suppose looking at the table, Kilkenny sitting at top at the minute, Galway in second, and then you have Antrim in third place with a win and a draw from their two games as well. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be an easy game, on you? No, it's certainly not going to be an easy game. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how Antrim get on against Kilkenny in this. You know, we have to take into consideration Antrim is their first year up. I think that they're after performing extremely well so far in the championship. Okay, I know they got a draw against Down, which they were probably looking to probably capitalise on, you know, their, fir- their first round victory. But like, I think Antrim are in a really, really good position. Um, they're going to you know I do feel like Kilkenny will beat them next weekend but I feel like Antrim you bring Kilkenny up to your own backyard it's not going to be as easy for Kilkenny as they would well as they would like you know but I do feel like Antrim are going to put a massive performance into them I do still think that Antrim are going to qualify out of that group stage it's going to be it's going to be a difficult task for them more interestingly enough for me I can't wait to see how they get on considering they beat the intermediates in the All-Ireland final last year and I suppose that's where I'm kind of going to maybe measure the scale of where Antrim are actually at yeah. you know compared to where like because we because we know exactly what the Kilkenny intermediates are like last year we know exactly what the Kilkenny seniors are like so it'd be nice to kind of see where in comparison Antrim are to both of those teams because it is like it's a step up that's what they're going so we want to see exactly what, what they're made of um, but I think you know they'll certainly be looking for a massive performance there Antrim are going well they're going to want a result you know there's a massive support for Antrim Camogie there as well and you know bringing Kilkenny you know one of the top teams in the country up there don't you know the whole of Antrim are going to be out supporting the girls like, yeah that, and why exactly wouldn't you yeah, like, exactly. I mean, you know you have a former All-Ireland champions coming to town as well yeah. you know you have a chance of progressing to a quarter final spot which mm-hmm. at the minute they do out of two games a win and a draw like is fantastic for them yeah. um, especially as you say it's the first year up into the senior grade you know back there so uh, yeah Antrim are flying high but you hip Kilkenny just on a, a couple of points margin yeah like I do I think Kilkenny will I think Kilkenny will get through it I think Kilkenny will also I don't know I like I don't want to say they're not going to push themselves they are but they're going to they're going to remain consistent in in the game um, I think they'll just do enough because you know and we've spoken about this so many times they're eyeing up that Galway game. That's the main game for them. Have to remember, there's also been a two week break for the, these mm-hmm. for for both teams really. Um, so Antrim will have done an awful lot of homework over the last two weeks in preparation for Kilkenny. Like it's a big, it's probably their biggest game that got that they're that they've ever played. Like realistically, over the last couple of years, like you've got you know one of the top two teams, top two three teams in the country coming up to Antrim. They're going to have to have their homework done. They're going to want to put in a performance, and they know that they're doing really well so far in the championship this year. They had a good league run as well. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good game, but I will be expecting Kilkenny to come out with a good victory in it. Yeah, I think it is going to be a really, really tight game and hopefully we are going to be able to be there live and bringing all of the action from Dunloy in that one. 
Um, next up, we're staying with a, a northern team as well. We have Down, who we know we had uh, <laughs> the last day. They have a very tough assignment away to the mm-hmm. current All Ireland champions in Galway. Um, do I take it that we only see one winner in this one? Yeah, like to be fair, no disrespect to Down at all there, but you would be looking at Galway to come out very comfortable victory in that as well. Um, I think Galway are they're just doing enough as it is at the moment to you know get your gains. Try be, probably like Kilkenny and like all the other teams, try not to get as many injuries, but get a good amount of um, girls in onto game time as well because we have mentioned it so many times there's just a constant influction of matches like we're literally playing week after week after week and it's very hard for girls to get uh, to get a bit of recovery and so I would be expecting Galway to come out with a good victory in that I'm just after copping it there Antrim have a tough they've got Kilkenny this week and they've got Galway the following week like that's <laughs> wow. that's not that's by no means that's an a right task. baptism yeah. of fire like yeah. for them yeah so I mean they would certainly be hoping to get something out of either of the two games if at all possible yeah. but it it really is a, a tough assignment for them I suppose you're looking at a, a six pointer basically to the relegation uh, dogfight in the other game between Limerick and Offaly the way things are going at the minute both of them are down at the foot of the table you know, talking to John Lillis the last day, he was happy enough with the performance against Kilkenny. He was happy enough with the performance against Galway that maybe the Galway one took an awful lot out of them when they came mm-hmm. to Kilkenny because they pushed themselves so much in it. And he will be eyeing this game to try and keep the victory, to stay out of relegation trouble yeah. and to stay in the Division uh, 1 series. We know that he's in a transition at the minute, bringing on young team with young girls and trying it. So, you know, if you're Susan Erner, you're looking at the same thing as John Lillis mm-hmm. is looking at and trying to keep Offaly there in the senior grade so how are you putting your marker down on this one? Do you know what when you kind of look at Limerick they had a first their their first two outings were extremely tough you're coming up with against Galway and Kilkenny in a way for him he can kind of look now and focus on the future games that are ahead and he can be like do you know what we know where we need to be at we've paid the two of the top teams in the country we know exactly what physicality level we need to be at what skill level we need to be at what fitness level we need to be at so he can leave those games behind him he doesn't have to have this worry about going into a game and getting a thrashing you know like he may have got against Kilkenny and Limerick or against Kilkenny and Galway so I think for him he'll be happy those two games are out of the way and he'll be eyeing he'll be still trying to qualify like obviously he is and if he gets results in his next couple of games there is a possibility that he will maybe come in on third place there very hard to see it happening but I think I think Limerick are going to I, I think it's going to be Offaly that are going to you know be defeated in that game I, I seriously think Limerick are going to come out on top I think they'll have learned a lot more from playing two really experienced teams than Offaly will have OK well, just looking at Offaly they have the better scoring uh, yeah. difference between them at the minute because they've scored 216 Limerick has scored 113 albeit again John was missing a couple the last day um, and we had the debate about Offaly and the St. Ryan as players and how mm-hmm. come there's not more of them with Offaly as well but you're tipping Limerick for this one? Yeah, I'm going to go with Limerick in that game, yeah. Okie dokie. Everyone loves an underdog, so why not? <laughs> oh, well, in fairness now, you have been uh, you've been fairly spot on with the, the predictions and if it's not you, it's definitely Paula. So we don't know what way she's going. She's certainly happy with the Waterford and Kerry results that she tipped last weekend yeah. as well. Um, unfortunately, Paula couldn't be with us this evening, but... Yeah, so that uh, that concludes the senior stages. Those games, of course, down for this Saturday. Limerick versus Offaly. It is in Limerick. Uh, that has a 5pm throw-in. Uh, not sure on the venue yet. Galway and Down... 
currently probably has a 5pm throw in as mm-hmm. well and we have no confirmation of Antrim and Kilkenny on the throw in time there but as I said hopefully all going well keep an eye on scoreline.ie and on the KCLR Twitter and Facebook accounts um, to see whether we will be in Antrim or not at the weekend it'd be great if we were able to broadcast the, the first big game live for us from the uh, the Ulster region and we'd be certainly looking forward to that one now which brings us on to the intermediate games that was held at the weekend and we're going to start with group one and in group one the first up was Westmeath and Galway and I'm looking for my results sheet at the minute because I did have it here in front of me somewhere but it was uh, thank you Lil it was a victory for uh, Westmeath as soon as I can find it and or sorry it was West Galway, uh, Galway. Yeah. Uh, 115 to 11 points victory for Galway it was a home game for Westmeath Westmeath were looking at the, the papers and their own Facebook account they were happy enough with the performance but uh, when you look at it I suppose it was easy enough for Galway at the end yeah it d- definitely was and I think you know again a result probably not unexpected I think we're all kind of looking at Galway as being one of the main teams in the Intermediate Championship this year and I suppose that comes a lot on from the that their seniors have been doing so well and you know it's winning is a habit and I suppose these girls it's bred into them now that, that about winning so they're, they're getting used to that um, it's definitely not it's definitely not a shock result I am um, I actually think Westmead did very well did very well to keep into them by that much because you know we've seen some of the scores that Galway have been throwing up and it's you know it's just chaotic it's absolutely colossal the scores that they are that they are putting in there well so, I mean yeah. 5.22 the first day yeah. you know one fifteen the second day 6.57 mm-hmm. in two games like that's phenomenal it's scoring huge. it's huge huge scoring there so Westmead I, I would imagine are going to be very happy with their display the fact that they didn't let kind of Galway run rings around them and didn't let them get a big massive score line on I know Galway still scored 115 but compared to some of the other games I think Westmead will be very happy with that and you know it still puts Westmead in a good position they're sitting third there in the group as well so if they can just get it if they can get a victory in their next two games they'll be looking very happy and they'll they'll qualify and come out of the group they will and you did predict Galway in that one the next one uh, was Kerry and Carlo and in fairness to Carlo they were after getting such a trouncing mm-hmm. the week before we were very fearful and worried for them coming up against Kerry you both did predict that Kerry was going to win the game um, it did mm-hmm. happen that way but not probably by as much as he might have felt Carlo had a very good performance and only two points in it at the end 14 carry 2-6 to Carlo yeah you know I suppose listen Carlo would be obviously disappointed that they didn't come away with a victory especially when it was on their home ground I was extremely worried about them last week I just had this fear had this fear that you know Kerry could really come up and run rings around them Um I suppose, you know, we asked the question last week, or you asked the question last week, like, you know, if a team goes in after a match and they have to turn around a week later and play it and after getting such a beaten, like, how, how do you, you yeah. how do you, what do you say to players or what do you do? But Carlo really seemed to have put it behind them and they're just going to get on. And you have to remember, a lot of these Carlo players, yes, there's some new girls in there, but there's also a lot of girls that have been on that team for many, many a year, for 10, 12 years nearly. And you know what? They have the experience. They know that, yeah, okay, listen, they have their bad days, but they know that they can also have their good days as well. And I suppose it's just about refocusing the mindset. And, you know, the championship, as we keep on mentioning, is coming thick and fast. So, like, you know, you have to prepare. You just have to let a loss put it behind you. They seem to have done to get the performance in against Kerry, you know, so they'll be just looking to bounce back again, you know, for the for the next match the following day. Yeah, well, they're certainly coming thick and fast in that one. The other game in Group 1, of course, was uh, Lee and Dublin now 
he predicted that Leash uh, was going to win this game and Dublin came away with a four point victory so I suppose when you look at that it was a good win for Dublin Yeah, really good win for Dublin and that certainly was and I suppose you know we can only kind of maybe look at the fact that like I've only seen Leash once this year and even though they beat Kilkenny I wasn't overly impressed with them but I did think they would have more to I did think they'd have more in it um, to, to come out there and get a victory over Dublin that's a really really good score for that's a really good result for Dublin as well and I suppose for both teams there that's the game that both of them would have been eyeing to try and get three points on the board to really settle themselves in and then you know take the next game as it comes but yeah an excellent result there for Dublin and you know they'll be happy with that and you know they're still they're just outside the qualifying the qualifying stage there for a quarter final but only um, by the head to head currently yeah, with Westmead yeah yeah so like they'll literally um, you know they'll be looking towards their next game and trying to get up a big massive score because if it stays that way you know that's what it's going to be looking at and they're going to have to really start winding up big score lines talking about the next game it's certainly not easy we talk about teams having to travel Kerry having to go to Dublin for the McDonald hurling final at the weekend they now have to travel to Kerry yeah. next weekend for their next game it is a home game for Kerry this is not an easy one to call no it's not and you know what you're literally going from one side of the country to the next side of the country it's absolute craziness and it's it's certainly a journey that I wouldn't like to be settling into and even you know trying to play a match after it like you know we've seen it from the intermediates at the weekend be it they only had to go down as far as Cork it's mm-hmm. only an hour and a half down the road I felt that did settle, unsettle them a bit um, but and we'll come to that because yeah. obviously there was problems with that one even before the match even mm-hmm. started um, but yeah I mean potentially you're looking at even an overnight stay for Dublin if you're the, the manager for that Oh, without a doubt, definitely you'd have to. So you're like you're talking, talking could be the bones of six hours traveling. Like you put that on a bus as well. You know that's not easy. You know if if I was in Dublin setup there, I'd be first of all I'd be getting a train as far as I could, and I'd be staying overnight and getting the bus the rest of the way or whatever the case may be. But to me, you'd be definitely looking at that as an overnight. If they're anyway serious about qualifying, and the fact that they're in in the situation that they're currently in there at the moment, like they need a win. Dublin do need a win. I don't know if they'll get the win. I don't think they will. I will be edging Kerry in that one. But I think Kilkenny needs to do, or I think Dublin needs to do everything in their power to make sure the guards are fully prepared for that game, be it an overnight stay or whatever the case may be. Okay, well, Kerry would be certainly happy with that one. It could even potentially put them into uh, a quarter final spot, which would be great for themselves, like yep. when they're up uh, in the uh, intermediate championship. Westmeath and Carlow, it probably doesn't get any easier for Carlow either. You know, when they're coming up against Westmeath, both of them probably though not performing to the best of their abilities. Is is that fair to say? Uh, Currently in league and championship. Um, Out of this one, I mean, it probably benefits Westmeath more. I mean, if you're Mm -hmm. Carlow, you're looking a bit like the other teams and trying to stay out of relegation trouble um, and winning a game. But can they beat Westmeath? I don't think so. I think Westmead will be looking at this game to probably build up a massive scoreline on it. As we've mentioned already, they are literally in giant third. They're just ahead on score difference ahead of Dublin. I think that they'll be looking to this game to try and build up a build up a score difference. Um, I would be the only way the score difference though comes into being is if the three teams yeah. are level, so it still goes on the head to head. So I mean, currently that's why Westmead. Okay, mm-hmm. they have a better score difference, but it's the head to head is keeping them ahead of Dublin at the yeah. minute. I would be expecting Westmead to come out with a 
comfortable victory in that. The fact that Carlo then have to travel up to Westmead as well, that's not easy either. Okay, they've had a way to carry, or sorry, they were a way to Galway the first day, um, you know, home to carry and now away to Westmead. Two games that you had to go away to are certainly not by no means an easy task. And I do think Westmead will probably come out victory there. I think there's probably just a little bit more, a little bit more experience nearly in the Westmead side, even though that we know that they're coming through transition. They have an awful lot of new players in there. But I think the fact that Westmead have the experience of playing at top level and competing in all Ireland finals in the last couple of years, that experience will cer- certainly shine through for them. So I would be expecting Westmead to come out with a victory in that game. Yeah, now there's a bit of confusion going on at the minute next because uh, Leash is down to play Galway on the original fixtures um, that was sent out. But on the Camogie website, it actually has, no, it's a, it has to be a misprint because yeah. Kerry is down to play Dublin twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Kerry must have some team if they're able to play two games in one yeah. day. But um, yeah, so looking at that, it is Leash and uh, Galway then that completes the Group 1 games. It's a home game against for Leash. Uh, and Galway are sitting pretty at the top of the table. Um, Leash second bottom at the minute. So oh. am I suggesting what you're thinking that it's going to be a one-way sided affair? Yeah, 100%. I think Galway could absolutely go to town there on Leash net this weekend and I'd be expect- expecting nothing less than a Galway victory there. That's something we'd hate to see. Yeah. because oh, we I don't mean, like to see it. No, but we don't. But uh, as we always say, you can only beat what's in front of you. Yeah. And we're probably jumping a small little bit ahead. I mean, the next game for Carlo and Leash is actually on the 18th, 19th of June. Mm-hmm. That again is like Limerick and Offaly. It's a six-pointer. You know, whoever wins that is probably going to stay up in the championship um, for the for next season, which will be great for them. Whoever loses it is going to be in trouble and is in a relegation battle. And you don't want to be in a relegation battle. No, you certainly don't. And I think, you know, for both Carlo and Leash, that's going to be a massive, massive game, you know. And I think... I think you know both teams have a, are going to have a tough this week and I suppose they're kind of they're really just going to have to pull themselves together and pick themselves up and they're going to be looking for massive performances this week knowing that next week is potentially going to be a relegation battle I suppose the, the way it's currently looking at the moment um, you know it's a very much a local derby as well there between the two teams who will be very familiar with each other as well um, throughout the last couple of years so yeah that's definitely going to be a game that you know a lot of people are going to be certainly well tuned into as well Yeah well we certainly will which brings us to the Group 2 games and I suppose we'll start with our own game Um, you know it was uh, Cork versus Kilkenny at the weekend it was in Porky Rean the game was put back 15 minutes mm-hmm. delay because the Kilkenny bus was delayed getting to the venue with the traffic on the M8 now we did travel down the M8 and the traffic was chronic yeah. going into Cork um, and the bus was delayed getting there not making that as an excuse because I think even if the bus had to be early the way the game was played uh, Cork probably would have came away with the victory as well Cork won at 13 points to 1-5 you know disappointing for Kilkenny only scoring 2 points in the first half overall Um, you know there was probably a couple of positives out of it though to be fair yeah, do you know what I think it is? Like, and I suppose I kind of sat down and I've had to think about it and I was talking to a couple of people about the match. Yeah, you know, Cork were good, but by no means were Cork great either. And I don't really, I don't want to make that sound like critical or harsh towards Kilkenny, but I just, I just didn't think they were. Um, I had a fear going down to the match that, you know, Cork, if Cork got off to a good start, that they could really, really hurt Kilkenny. Thankfully, they didn't. You know, Kilkenny kept it to five points to two at half time. It was a very stop start game, I felt as well. Now, definitely, I think the weather did affect both teams on the day, not just, I'm not going to say it affected Kilkenny, it affected both teams. It was very. 
I don't want to say sloppy, but it like it seemed it was sloppy at parts. And that was though, in yeah. fairness. And I don't, I just don't want to, I don't want to run it down. No, if that if, if that makes sense. No, but I mean, it's not that you're running it down. You're only being, you know, saying what happened on the day mm-hmm. as well. Um, and to be fair, and I mean, I said it in commentary as well. I mean, if Kenny wants to progress any way forward, they're certainly going to have to look at their tackle count. And mm-hmm. um, Brian was on about it at the senior level. He's worked on it, and they improved drastically the the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. John and the boys are certainly going to have to look at it because some of the frees that they were giving away was absolutely criminal. Yeah. You know, to be giving Cork chances the way that they were. But really, we didn't really attack enough either on the Cork goal. Yeah. Um, some of our passes was very sloppy when it comes to it. You know, when you look at the inside forward line, um, there was only two players in the inside forward line in the whole game that actually scored. Yeah. You know, um, OK, Anya Fahey did make her appearance on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Numerous times, apparently. <laughs> Numerous times, even yeah. though you were sitting up beside me. But no, it was Anya feeling from Kilmichow, uh, of course, that did come on. She did make a bit of a difference. Mm-hmm. But what really ired me, and I mean, you were talking with it with 10 minutes, you know, to go in the match that we needed someone potentially like Tara Ronan to come on onto the game. And you're brought on in the 59th minute. Like in all fairness, what yeah. the hell are you going to do in the 59th minute when you're nearly what five, six points down at that stage? Yeah, I know, and it you know it kind of goes back to the debate of Park Walsh being brought on two weeks ago, you know, only a couple of minutes, a couple of minutes to go as well. Listen, I suppose it's hard. I think I think overall for Kilkenny, I think they have definitely have a good, they've a really solid backline. Okay, yes, I know discipline has to be tweaked. But regardless, that goes in all games. Discipline will always have to be tweaked or whatever the case may be. I think they're... I was actually hugely impressed with the full back line on Saturday. I thought Jane yeah. Cass, Roisin Phelan and Aideen O'Connor in particular mm-hmm. really, really impressed me. Um, I just thought like... They were out in front of their player. They were really tackling hard, but they were making these great runs. They weren't afraid, like they weren't playing a typical cornerback role where okay, I've hit the ball here now before twenty one and get right back into the corner. They weren't afraid to move up the field. Was really really impressed with them. I think the six backs are strong. I think Sinead, Keefe, uh, Sinead O'Keefe going into the midfield definitely strengthened up the midfield. I think that's what's something that was needed. I think on your feeling. I think that game would have suited her for the full 60 minutes in my opinion I thought she would have brought a little bit more physicality than what was maybe there and I think that's something that we lacked definitely on Sunday and I think it kind of goes to show like there's your difference There's you've got your Kildare victory and then you've got Cork there's a massive massive difference there in the level of skill from both of those teams yeah. so Kilkenny really need to up their game I think and again, I do not want to run down anybody, but I think definitely the lads need to be looking at their midfields and forwards. I think some tweaking needs to be done there. I think there has to be a couple of positional changes, maybe a couple of personnel changes as well there. I, I honestly would have felt that Anya Phelan would have been a massive addition in there, particularly for that particular game, because Cork always bring this extra bit of physicality to a game. And I think her physicality alone and her striking of the ball as well because with the with the with the we say the conditions that were in it she has a serious puck on the ball and I think if that ball was worked in better into the full forward line you know, I think we could have we could have caused havoc in there, but the girls literally just did not get a chance to do that. No, and in fairness, I mean there was ample ball that went into the forward line. I mean it came out twice as quick. You yeah. know, while 
our backs were very very good they were under severe pressure because as quick as the ball was going down into the forward line it was just coming back yeah. at him twice as quick mm-hmm. you know and as you said Jane Cass and AD and O'Connor simple defence yeah. it's nice and easy get a f- small flick away at the ball yeah. get out in front put it out over the sideline or whatever but you mentioned it albeit Roisin feeling had a small little shaky start mm. but when she came into the game she was to the fore and she was brilliant um, all for her throughout the 60 minutes of that game yeah no I definitely think she was I thought she's like I just do you know what she's just one of these players and Paula said it last week as well I just love to watch her I think she's absolutely phenomenal she's just great who also really impressed me as well was Neve Lahey I just do you know what she is she's just one of those players that you can count on her day in day out she will never ever let you down she will always be there and she's a real leader a real warrior for that intermediate like she has been for numerous years now and you can just see her she's just getting she's getting stronger and stronger and there's this no fear put in place for her and you know you need someone like that especially on half back line to just you know control and demand everything there I thought she did really well and I think you know Rachel Brennan coming in at half time I think she did very very well you know we have to remember she's literally only yeah. coming in out of the, the minor setup as well and you know I think she did very very she got an awful lot of ball and she delivered some really really good ball in there as well I don't think the backs are the problem at all um, I think they something they need to have a look at the midfield and the, and the forwards we're just not scoring enough for what you look at the names that we have in there like if I was if I was a club team and I was coming up and I'm looking at some of those names there I'd be terrified if I was a back having to look at any of them they have the names but we're just not converting it yeah exactly well we're certainly not converting the chances but you did manage to catch up with one of our new rising stars in the back line it was Sinead O'Keefe and here's what Sinead had to say to Anya on Saturday I'm joined by Sinead O'Keefe after the round two of the uh, Glen Dimplex Intermediate All-Ireland Championship against Cork Sinead probably not the result that you were looking for today no, Anya, it's not. I suppose any match you want to, you want to win. You want to, you like this match is so important for us to get on top. Um, you know, Cork are probably one of the teams we need to beat in this league if we want to make it to our Ireland final or semi final or whatever. So, look, we didn't get the win today, but we've three matches left now, and I think we'll just learn from that match and drive on now again. Um, we've Derry at home now next week, so I think you know there's bits and pieces there we probably can take but more so we can't and we'll just have to learn from those going forward I think Do you think they would say the fact that there was such a gap between the Leash game then you had Kildare which you had a very comfortable win over do you think that could have maybe harpened the fact that you hadn't really had like a serious contest coming into this game Um, I suppose yeah like I think we'll learn from that like you know the physicality and how to deal with physicality and then the concentration thinking and how to use the ball under pressure I suppose we kind of did lack that last week really like the pressure wasn't on us as much um, but look we, we took last week's win as, as a positive and we wanted to learn from that and move on again this week and unfortunately we couldn't get that but you know, we still have three matches left and we just have to work on it from there Next one we're heading into now is Derry at home next week you know a lot obviously to be worked on but you know there is some positives that you can't take from this game today Oh yeah definitely like we, we have a week now to prepare to settle back again and just kind of put behind us and really work towards Derry like it will be a kind of win-win match like we have to win it going forward if we want to go through and I think all focus will be on that and a home game as well will suit us nicely I think and I think um, you know, hopefully we can get even a good crowd behind us like just drive it on and give us that lift and that emphasis behind it Perfect, that's great Thanks very much Thanks for on you yeah, no, I spoke with John after the game as well and he was certainly on about that of having the home support next week. It is a home game against Derry. It is in Freshford. It is in Park Lacton at 3pm uh, with a 3pm throw-in. Um, so, 
yeah, it, things don't get any easier when they're coming up again. And I'm not going to try and draw you into a debate or try and put well, pressure or whatever on you. <laughs> but from looking at the team last year, um, okay, we know that we're missing a couple of personnel off the team that was in the All-Ireland last year. And I know you can't compare kind of the two seasons to it, but where they were last year and getting to the All-Ireland final against Antrim and currently where they are now, do you see that progress has been made or has Kilkenny gone back a step a small little bit this year uh, do you know what it's very hard to it's very hard to compare um, both years and I suppose that's probably a thing that a lot of us have been very guilty of we kind of look at the intermediates yes they got to an all Ireland final last year so we're nearly demanding that they're going to be there thereabouts this year but as you said yourself there's an awful lot of personnel changes an awful lot some of those girls would be now up and they'd be you know fixed in with the senior squad we have to look at it there you Tiffy Fitz who was wing back for the intermediates last year yeah. she's now full in basically playing fullback or cornerback for the seniors. Uh, Sarah Crowley has been making frequent appearances for the seniors as well. She was the other halfback. Uh, Leanne, Leanne Fennelly was the centre-back. There's your full half-back line mm-hmm. now yeah. who, are pre- who are predominantly now with the senior squad. Uh, Kira Phelan was midfield for the seniors, uh, for the intermediates last year. She's now coming on and playing pivotal roles for the seniors. So I think a lot of the girls have, like, they've moved on up to, senior, it's to the senior squad and then there's new girls that are coming in. I think they're definitely not up to where they were last year, but in a way that's what happens with intermediate you, you're never going to be guaranteed the same intermediate squad like you are the same senior squad every year for because a couple of years because girls are being pulled left yeah, right and centre exactly. which they're is being anyway, pulled yeah. constantly and they're moving up or they're going away or whatever the case may be and you know I suppose for maybe some girls you know if they win an intermediate All-Ireland and they don't make the senior squad that's it they're, that's it, they're gone for over. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. they're gone for a year or two until you know they get get back and regraded and it's very hard for players to do that to do that as well um, I think Kilkenny I mentioned it at the start I think they're definitely in the toughest group in the in the championship um, and I do think that there is a lot more in them there's a lot bigger performances in them and I, I kind of feel like I'm waiting to see that um, you know waiting for when the, some of the leaving cert girls are back and you know getting them back into the games I feel like that's going to be a little bit too late so I, I you know I presume the lads aren't, aren't aren't dwelling too much on that but I do think we really need to work on our forwards I think that's going to be the main thing it's the main objective I think it's something needs to be done you know particularly this week Derry coming down to Kilkenny okay yes it's it's an advantage for Kilkenny that they don't have to obviously do that journey but you've got well, we're going to preview that in yeah. a minute so hold that thought mm-hmm. just for that one we're going to round up the results for group two um, Wexford and Meath now when you look at it we know that Wexford are the junior champions and just after yeah. coming up but I mean to get a result against Meath who have been there or thereabouts with the last couple of years mm-hmm. 1-12 to Meath 3-8 to Wexford that's a huge scale for Wexford yeah it certainly is um, I think you know that's definitely not a result that I was expecting I was really expecting Meath to come out um, victory in that if I'm honest um, as you said they've been there thereabouts the last couple of years Kilkenny beat them in all Ireland se- yeah Kilkenny beat them in an All-Ireland semi-final last year as well so like you know I'm I'm a bit taken back nearly by that result because I just felt like Wexford would be trying to just do enough to just stay up at intermediate level but you know that's a massive massive result for them and you know if they could get another t- couple of results to go their way they, they could seriously be quali- could be main contenders and start and qualify for an All-Ireland quarter final anyway Yeah well I mean when you look at the table and I mean I, I haven't got my me, uh, me meat sheet to here for the intermediates um, but to come out of it meat might have been in there about but to mean to be second last in the table with Kildare with no points um after two games. 
you know, I suppose if you're looking at the, the start of it, you know, you'd be expecting me to be challenging or there or thereabouts for a, a position to be in. And I mean, they're in a relegation dogfight now as well currently. Yeah, they are. And, you know, that's a really surprising, a really surprising result for me. Like, I don't think, you know, me, they're obviously not going to be happy with that. Um, I don't think I had them picked to come out of the group because as I mentioned that group is I think that's just a ferocious a group, group. Of death I really do think it's a it's a group of death um, but Oh I have it here uh, on in group 2 actually Paula had them to come out but you didn't you had Cork Derry and uh, Kilkenny and Paula had Cork Kilkenny and Meath so she had them up there so that's not yeah. going too well for P <laughs> No but and you, you can actually see why she'd have them up there as well because they have been like they have been competing in all Ireland semi finals you know for a long time as well I just feel like you know does this kind of go back to the other side of things like has football because Paula mentioned it last week or the week before football has really taken over there like yep. you know they're just mead football ladies football is now just on another level and our girls becoming you know when they're looking at the likes of uh, Vicky Wall and all of these girls coming it's out it's more and, sexy yeah, now nearly to play football this yeah. is like it's, and you know like they're having they're having such a, they're getting such recognition for everything that they're doing and then kind of like you know the little poor sister Camogie players are just being kind of left to the side and maybe that's having a little a little um, impact on mead Camogie and maybe girls have maybe kind of walked away from the camogie setup and they're playing football because you would imagine there'd be an awful lot of dual players in clubs up there because it is like it is a camogie and a football county yep. it's not just predominantly one well at the moment it currently is with the football doing so well yeah well the group two table currently uh, has uh, Cork and uh, Derry top of the table with six points each with two games played Kilkenny and Wexford uh, then come down after the line Kilkenny in third place at the minute and then you have Meath and uh, Kildare at the bottom of the table which brings us to this weekend's games first up brings us to Kildare and Wexford it's a home game for Kildare against the Yellow Bellies you know how do you see this one going do you know what if Wexford had got bet at the weekend I would be saying Kildare should be scraping this one but I think Wexford are going to come out all guns blazing I think they're going to be Kildare in that okay well it certainly was a good result for Wexford and gave them the uh, the momentum and the whole lot going yeah. into it as you said earlier and you were going to dwell on it Kilkenny and Jerry Jerry is coming to Freshford at 3 o'clock next Saturday so yeah your point earlier on this is a massive game I can't even remember what my point is must have been talking absolute nonsense but <laughs> this is um, this is a massive game for Kilkenny this is a must win game for, in my opinion they have to win this game if they want to have any way of pushing on in the in the championship stages Um I think they're very fortunate that it is a home that it is a home game. I would not like to be getting in the bus and heading the whole way up to Derry to play Derry at home. It would be my worst nightmare. Um, Derry, to me, I don't think they travel well. To be fair, I don't think they like. I don't think they. I don't think away games with just a long distance actually really suit them too much. I know they got a victory against Kildare, mm-hmm. but I would have been expecting them to trounce Kildare. And maybe the traveller had the impact. So, like, that's two t- tough journeys that they've had to do. They've had to come down to Kilkeir and Kildare and, to and well, seven yeah. days later travel to Kilkenny. That's not easy on anybody. Um, I would be expecting Kilkenny to come out in a victory in this. I would be expecting it's a home. It's a home match. I would love to get as many people into Freshford as possible. Drive Paula absolutely mental. Give her hell for the hour, hour and a half that they're going to be there running around. <laughs> I hope kids invade the pitch so she's running around and they have to get her off, get them off. 
but um, yeah I'd really like to see a massive crowd going to go to Freshford there to oh, just deny her I can see plan B being shouted all <laughs> over the place trying to get stewards around the place uh, which brings us to the last game in that group it is Cork and Meat. it's uh, Cork sitting atop of the table as we said Meat almost down at the bottom mm-hmm. do we see this is just a one sided affair as well albeit that the two met only in an All-Ireland final going back a couple of years ago yeah I do I think it's going to be a Cork victory I don't think it'll be to be honest with you Cork aren't really like I mentioned already they're good but they're just not I don't think they're great but I think they're just doing enough to just get through the knockout stages of this um, I think they're going to be very much like their seniors they're just going to do as little as possible and then they're going to wait for the knockout stages where they're going to come out all guns blazing I would be expecting them to get a victory over Mead I don't think it's going to be by a massive scoreline though OK so just a, a bare win there for Cork in that so yeah as we said lots to look forward to in the upcoming games keep an eye on komogi.ie for up to date fixtures um, and announcements for uh, times and venues and the whole lot which I suppose brings us on to the schools competitions now we have Paula here this evening we were hoping that she was going to be but um, yeah there <coughs> oh excuse me there is five schools finals down for decision and they have now all been completed and you will have interest especially in one of them because Arlingford is playing in the Rhine Sea final against Tullaher currently all these games are scheduled to take place in UPMC Nolan Park on the 19th of June which would be an absolute belter of a day to have all five primary schools finals in the same spot at the same day mm-hmm. obviously at different times but uh, what uh, a venue um, and a place for these young kids to be able to go and to be able to play in it yeah, and we, yeah Tullerhorn Orlingford that's a, a strange pairing you know but uh, it could turn into a right belter of a game yeah you're really going from the north end of the county right down all the way to down the, to the south right down to the far south yeah do you know what Nolan Park is such a great it's such a great venue for the primary schools final and we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago and you know back in when I was playing in them but you know they are something it's something very very special and I suppose it's the start of every young girl's you know kind of dream and their career in primary school playing in Nolan Park and the oversized jerseys and the big long skirts <laughs> and you know the massive <laughs> shin guards and the socks rolled right up and you know the space cadet helmets on some of them they twist their heads and the helmet is shaking because it's so big on them but you know it's great it's such a brilliant it's such a brilliant day and you know like I would imagine that you can imagine all the parents running in like we'll be in Nolan Park screaming they'll be gone half cracked roaring at their Marys oh I know it's nearly impossible because yeah. you're trying to keep them up. now in fairness when you are parents and you have little Mary or Kathleen or Katie or whatever it is out on the field but you have teams that's warming up and you're trying to keep everyone in it so you're talking about Paula uh, having a nightmare out from Freshford yeah, so that, 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 that could be a bigger nightmare that day <laughs> trying to keep parents off it. but yeah look the, the all five finals as we said are um, down for a decision in the Ryan A we have St. Canis's A versus Bunskull Macaulay Reach of uh, Callan that is going to be some final yeah. they've had belters in the past before um, and it certainly is and Canis is actually having two teams in the mm. final because their B team is actually in the Ryan E final with St. John's senior team as well so that's a fantastic achievement like for the school out there to have two teams in the final Oh my god it's brilliant isn't it like and you think about it I suppose what you'd have maybe 25 to 30 kids in a, in a class and I suppose 
Ireland are playing for maybe fourth up to sixth class. The fact that you're talking about the majority of players then in your school that want to play Camogie. And a lot of Kansas is stemmed by the fact that Dixborough Camogie Club has been doing so well. And yeah. we see the numbers that Dixborough have um, from underage right up as well. So it's absolutely brilliant to see two teams and two teams being a final as well. Because I suppose sometimes at that age, like when you've got two teams and if one of them doesn't qualify for a final, it's very hard to explain to a 10 year old that you're not allowed to talk out today, you're not yeah, on this know, team. Yeah. Do you know? So great to see both teams and a city, a city, um, a city derby there with uh, St. John, St. John's school, you said, wasn't it? Uh, St. John's senior team, yep. yeah. Yeah, so a city derby there, so that'll be that'll be a good old cracker of a game as well. And while we have a city derby, we certainly have a northern derby in the Ryan D final because Johnstown has taken on Conaghy in that final, so mm-hmm. there'll be no uh, sparing of clashes and timber flying in that one. Um, not to be outdone then uh, with Tullaher, uh, the Roarness League, the neighbours are also in the Ryan B final, and that is against Gorn, um, which is going to be another tough test. And as we said, Paul is the the right one now to be previewing all yeah. these so hopefully that she's going to be in with us next Monday to get to it but yeah keep an eye out on the fixtures if it can be at all possible to get these games in Nolan Park and to have them all there the same day it is going to be fantastic and if anyone ever wants to see schools Camogie they are the best games to go and watch because there's no crap with it there's no tactics if you're a teacher it's literally everyone follow the ball whoever can score the most on the day I mean you've had several finals that you nearly have 30 players all converged (laughs) in the one goal like um, they're brilliant they're they're so much fun to watch um, and it is going to be a great festival uh, on that day and hopefully it's one that we can be there to enjoy it as well yeah absolutely it'd be great to get there and I suppose you know the fact that the sponsorship is with KCLR it um you know it would be really really good that if we got over just for a couple of hours just to do a few previews I suppose kind of make the make the girls feel like you know they're just as important and they have the media coming to do interviews with them as well and at such a young age and well if we can get it over there yeah. there's big plans afoot because Great. um Ken Fantastic. has it all running in the background to f- in fairness to him um I mean we could be having live shows and the whole lot coming yeah. from UPMC Nolan Park that day which would be outstanding altogether so we're really looking forward to it but yeah we. Have have two big games coming up the weekend as we said uh, Antrim for the senior team yeah. that's not going to be an easy one Derry is at home as well that game is in Freshford so anyone that can't get to the senior game in Antrim and you want to go and see the Derry game just be mindful it is a ticket affair just keep an eye out for the tickets kids are free don't forget so it's great to be bringing the kids there and if you can get to Freshford at all please do so but yeah, God, we're early tonight. We haven't as yeah. much going on. It's nearly hard to Island believe. Love Island is back, Martin. Uh-huh. Love Island is back, so we oh, need to. Love Island, we need to get God. home, get into our pajamas, and get ready to watch it all evolve for over the next couple of weeks. Take over our lives again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the whole idea of it, isn't it? If I have to listen to Love Island when the. the the, the chat is going on even in the group chat between yourself and Ness and now and the whole lot of ten you one thing we can do a short preview every week on the podcast for do the last five minutes talk about Love Island oh god who's hating who and who's loving who well you better bring in Mr Farrell then or something to be trying that because you won't be getting me to be doing Love Island I can tell you anyway we've had so much fun as always doing the podcast don't forget tune in and uh, have a listen wherever you get your podcast from normally it will be available on scoreline.ie and on the KCLR app and as usual keep an eye out for myself and Anya might be on our travels up the north to Antrim on Saturday to bring live action from Dunloy it will be our first one 
I'm not looking forward to the journey myself no. in that one but anyway we will do it for the love of the sport and bring everything to all our Camogie listeners as well as Anya looks at me uh, <laughs> with that but yeah look it, it is going to be great and hopefully we can have two victories yeah. as well that is it though from myself and Anya from the KCLR studios here this evening until next week goodbye thanks very much bye this is Come On Kind with Martin Clotty and Onya Fahey. Oh,